anticipate. It's a word that we've been talking about since the beginning of December. It's a word that I assume a lot of the kids in the room are filled with right now, anticipation of tomorrow and all the exciting things that come with gifts under the tree and time with family and family meals and all the fun that comes with this season. And it's a word that I think about a lot in terms of when I was a kid, anticipating all of that month of December from the time that parade happens on Thanksgiving Day all the way up until this evening. But for me, it was this evening that really helped things settle in so that I knew what was going on, so that I knew we had fully settled into that moment. Because every year on Christmas Eve, I'd go to my grandmother's house. My grandma, uh, my, my dad's mom and dad, and when I was younger, my grandpa was still around, but we'd every year go to their house, and grandma, specifically, still alive and still a part of that, and we were going over there later this evening, actually, and what happens every year is we would go, and the family would be there. My dad, one of six boys, so they're all of my uncles and all of their families, and now all of their families' families, and it's quite the ordeal in grandma's little house, all of us squeezing past each other, and there's pizza, we have pizza homemade or store-bought or whatever and have pizza all evening and there's plenty of wrestling and picking and teasing and lots of fun excitement, but there's not room for, which is always fun. And then at some point, Grandma makes her way into the front room, the front room that has the nice furniture where you're not allowed to put your feet on the seats, the front room that has all the breakables and all the pictures of family, but the front room where the tree is, And that little nativity set that I talked about yesterday with the glued-on heads of wise men sitting right there on the table nearby. And Grandma has her Bible already set there, and she, she gets settled in her chair next to the lamp and has all the kids come in around the room. And we all gather around Grandma's feet, and Grandma starts to read from Luke chapter 2 just like this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to their firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And an angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into the heaven, the shepherds, said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. All they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. You see, every year we would anticipate this coming holiday, this excitement around Christmas. And every year we were looking forward to, especially at Grandma's house, the moment when we would get to open presents. But Grandma understood and made very clear that no presents were to be opened until we talked about that story. And as we all gathered around, Grandma reminded us year in and year out why we gathered, why we celebrated, why we remembered, why we anticipated. Because on this evening, we celebrated the birth of a Savior. The birth of this precious child that had been waited for for so long. You remember, if you were here back at the beginning of December, we talked about the fact that in Genesis chapters, early, early on in chapter 3, there's this prophecy about one who would come and crush the head of the serpent. One who would once and for all do away with the sin in our life. And there's these continuing prophecies and continuing promises that continue to build over time that someone is coming. Anticipation has been building. But as we talked about... There's been 400 years of silence at this point in the story. God's not been speaking through the prophets. He's not been communicating in that same way for nearly 400 years. And then suddenly, Zechariah gets word that he's going to have a son who will proclaim the way for the Christ. Mary and Joseph find word, get word that they're going to have this child and that they should go ahead and get married, but that God was using them to bring his son into the world. He made the call to shepherds and wise men and brought them into this story to share this amazing gift with people who you wouldn't have expected to see there in this moment. And what's happening is we've gone from these promises that have continued to build all throughout time from this old covenant, this old system where we had the law that kind of made clear our sin to us. We had this operation of offerings and this way of kind of stepping through the law and the system to get forgiveness for our sins, and we've seen snippets and pieces and glimpses of what God is trying to do in our life, in the life of humanity, in the life of his people. We've seen these glimpses, and through this covenant that he had with Abraham, through this Old Testament and this Old Covenant, all the way up through this moment, there's been glimpses of what he's trying to do. But at just the right time, in just the perfect moment, things switch gears. And the Messiah comes, or more importantly, light enters the world. Jesus, the light of the world, comes and is born in this manger, and good news, the gospel, comes into our presence, and all of a sudden, everything we've been waiting for starts to become more clear, because as light enters the picture, it illuminates the truth and starts to cast light on all these lies, the lies that were told for so long that God's not here anymore, he's not speaking anymore, the silence will overcome you, he's quit, he's given up on you. But the truth illuminates the lies and the, and the darkness and says, no, he hasn't given up, the silence was temporary, but God is still at work. The lies that overcame Zechariah and Elizabeth in a lot of ways to say, God's forgotten you, he's not hearing your prayers, he's not working out this, this plan that you wanted for your life and light illuminates the darkness and shows truth on the subject and says, no, God's still working, and he's working in your life, but he's working towards his purposes, not just your wishes and desires. 
light comes into a situation where Mary and Joseph are faced with difficult circumstances, and they might have been tempted to fall into the lie that says, this is too much to bear, this cost is too great, following and being a part of this is just too much. But the light and the truth illuminated in the darkness and told them, no, it's worth pressing on because you will be blessed and I will be with you and I will do amazing things through your life. And just like we talked about yesterday morning, you might, they might have been buying into those lies of saying, I don't belong here. I'm not good enough for this message. I'm not the one that fits the scene. I'm not the one who's the best suited to be a part of this. And the light illuminates the lies and says, no, this gift is for all people. And it doesn't matter what lies we're facing. The reality is, light, though subtle and small as it may be, begins to illuminate the darkness and spread light over things that just seemed like lies and seemed like brokenness, but they start to illuminate the truth. Dan's going to take the lights down for us just for a few minutes. And you all have your candles. I'm actually going to ask you to stand with me for just a minute. Just because it's a lot easier probably to do this if we're standing up together. I know it's not perfectly dark in here. It's one of those downfalls maybe to a 5 o'clock time frame. But you can kind of see that in the midst of the dark, this little bitty light, this little bitty baby comes into the picture. And though we may not fully be able to see everything that's out there, a little bit of light starts to illuminate the truth. And we start to see the picture of what God's doing. And just like the shepherds, got invited to see this baby and they start to illuminate a little bit of truth they run off into the darkness and share it with a friend they start to tell people the good news of what they've seen they start to share the message of this light and word starts to spread i'm sure news continues to spread and stories continue to spread about this boy jesus and the weird circumstances by which he was born but it's when he's older and he goes to a wedding and turns water into wine that things get really interesting. People start to see that he's speaking and teaching and doing amazing miracles. Word starts to spread and people start to learn what's going on and what's happening. More and more of the truth and the good news become clear. And little by little, he speaks and shares with his disciples and tells them a little bit more. Till finally, he goes to that cross. He bears the sins of the world. And everything starts to seem dark again for just a bit. Until three days later, when word starts to spread that he's risen, that he's no longer in the grave, they can't find his body, and word continues to spread. And then his disciples, after he ascends into heaven, with the promise that he'll come back for them, they start to wait for that Holy Spirit to come upon them. And they wait for God's clear expectation of what they're to do next. And the Holy Spirit comes onto the picture. And all of a sudden, things get really, really interesting. And more and more news starts to spread and People continue to tell people and family members continue to tell family members and disciples are willing to die for a message and the word spreads like wildfire. 
And the little bit of light that we shed on this room that is now a lot brighter than it was just a little bit is nothing in comparison to the light that is spreading throughout the world. And it continued on until 1981 when a little guy named Nick was born and his grandma continued to tell him the story. And I'm sure for many of you, there's more and more people in your life that continue to tell you the story and continue to share that hope with you and to spread truth on the subject that it's not just about the everyday mundane of things we go through. And it's not just about the stuff that we let get into our heads and the lies that we let tear us down and beat us up and tell us we're not good enough and tell us that we're not important and tell us that there's nothing to be hopeful about. The truth of the light illuminates the situation and says, I have come into this world for you. Now I know the candle's burning, that paper is there to help your fingers. I'm going to read a passage of scripture that I think is very important for us to remember and look at. I promise I won't catch my Bible on fire. This is uh, one of the other Gospels who does not, and John doesn't give us a, a, a nativity scene. He doesn't give us the story of the birth of Jesus, but he gives us a passage of Scripture at the very beginning that I think is one of the most wonderful Christmas passages that there is. It goes like this. Just watch your flame for a moment as I read this and think about these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was light, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light himself, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of man, will or the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was the, this excuse me, this was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me. Because he was before me, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is with, he who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word came into this world in flesh as the light of the world so that we could all see and know the truth. That God is for us, that God has a desire to make all of us his sons and daughters in his name. And the most precious gift we have this evening is the light that illuminates our path and helps us to see and keeps us from stumbling in the darkness. And there is no greater gift that we could receive this week or next week or any other week than the one we've received in Jesus Christ. I'm going to go ahead and let you just for a moment look at that light and think about what it offers. It's little, 
But together, as we continue to share it, we can accomplish a lot of things. You can go ahead and blow that light out so no one gets burned there. But listen and think about this. We kind of forget sometimes how much light the light offers until it's gone. You remember just a moment ago, this room was a little brighter than it is now. If we hide our light, we keep it to ourselves. If we're like the shepherds and say, let's just go back to the field, nothing interesting here. We don't continue to spread that good news and share that joy and that hope. Things still feel overwhelmed by the darkness. Dan, if you wouldn't mind bringing those lights back up for us, and you guys can have a seat for just a moment. The worship team is going to come back up, and we're going to sing in just a second. But I want to say this. Anticipation was building all throughout Scripture, throughout the Old Testament, up until this moment when Jesus comes into the earth and changes everything. Anticipation was building. Anticipation was looking forward to the one who would come and rescue us. But the ones who he was coming for, the ones who were closest to him, missed it. They didn't recognize him. They didn't receive him. But to everyone who did recognize, everyone who saw, he gave the right to become children of God. And what happens in this moment when we receive that amazing gift and we are offered this opportunity to be changed and made new through the gospel is that we now have this opportunity to anticipate not what God is doing in the coming Messiah, but that the Messiah is returning and what God has a desire to do through us to be the shepherds who run off into the fields and tell everyone we see and everyone we know about the amazing gift because many of us will go out this week and talk about the amazing gifts we receive under the tree. But we must continue to anticipate what God desires to do through us with the good news of his son and how he wants us to continue spreading the good news and the hope and the joy that comes with that savior who was born in that manger, one who can overcome the lies and illuminate the truth, and help us to see what he's called us to be. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. We're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to sing a few more songs. And in just a moment, we'll actually share in a time of communion. But let's just go to him in a word of prayer right now. Father, I love you. And I'm thankful, Father, that we can celebrate what was answered and what was made clear in your son coming into this earth. Father, that for so long people have waited to see what you were going to do and at just the right time when just everything was perfect and at just the right place you brought your son into this world to offer us hope. And Father, there are some of us who still feel those moments of feeling forgotten. Some of us who feel like the silence is overwhelming. Some of us who feel like the cost is too great. Some of us feel who, we, who feel like we don't belong in this picture. Father, I pray that your light would overwhelm us and that we would see the truth and that we would know that you have come into this place to save us and to forgive us and to be our hope, to be our salvation. So tonight, Father, I pray that you would receive all glory and honor and praise from everything that we do and everything that we do to celebrate you. I love you, and it's in the wonderful name of Jesus I pray these things. Amen.